You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Uh, welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And, you know, the beauty of where we are all at right now while you're listening to this podcast is for many of us, what excites us is that, you know, it's a little bit of the unknown, a little bit of the uncharted uh, territories, right? It's the idea, you know, we hear this a lot that, you know, we're all early. And I like to say, like, you know, we are all just getting started, right? And I think to me, the reason I think that's a, a a big kind of like delineation between the two is because when you know when we're all, when we're talking about we're all early. Well, when does like early stop, and why are we you know kind of you know kind of putting that out there? But I think the fact that like we're always you know in a, in a way we're reinventing the wheel uh, with almost every NFT project, and that's not always a great thing, right? And I think that's actually what I wanted to kind of cover on uh, on this episode because you know I know for a lot of artists. Uh, a lot of creators, a lot of athletes, you know, we have a lot of athletes that listen to the podcast, uh, you know, shout out to meta athletes, uh, and the, the amazing meta athletes, NFT project, uh, great utility. You know, I, I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of that team. Uh, and of course there's a lot of athletes that were kind of, are kind of onboarded into the NFT space and they become, you know, uh, listeners here of the podcast. And I think there's something, you know, fun about the idea of creating in this new landscape, but there are some creator friends of mine. There's a couple YouTubers, a couple authors, friends of mine, um, and actually a couple of musicians that, you know, I have yet to reach out to them and say, you know, right now is a great time for you to launch an NFT project. And so I guess to me, the real question comes down to is like, when is the, the right time or the best time? Or maybe what are some of the signals that we can look for in regards to, you know, if someone has an audience, right? Like, and, and I think this is something that we, we definitely just have to, you know, always kind of keep in mind. I think we also have to just kind of recognize that, you know, part of the, part of the beauty about, you know, this space is that, yes, we, we get to, you know, kind of reinvent the wheel. We get to, you know, kind of build as we go. But this also kind of comes into a bigger conversation of, you know, what, how much education is required to get people from, existing audience and followers and maybe even um you know uh, a they're already you know in the pipeline for a direct to consumer are they buying merch and those type of things or maybe they're even um already patreon um you know whole, you know patreon subscribers or followers you know what what needs to happen to may have it make sense to launch an nft project right now and you know the the hard part about this answer is that there are so many variables in play, right? You have to think about it, right? Think about all the variables, you know, with the, you know, with the market, with the blockchains, with the, you know, what's the current trend? What are other projects that are similar? What have they launched? But that's kind of getting into kind of like some of the nuances. What we have to think about is, you know, this also kind of factors in 
you know, the state of our economy, like right now with, you know, gas prices where they're at, um, where with all of the things that are kind of going on in uh, the world today. And, you know, and, you know, we could argue we're either going into a recession or we're, we're kind of at a recession standpoint. Um, you know, where does that come as far as, you know, having that residual income or money to, to invest in crypto, but even more so time, right? And I've mentioned this in past episodes, but I actually think it's going to be really interesting to monitor the NFT space during this summer. The reason is because last summer, although, you know, the NFT space was really kind of booming into, you know, last summer and, and, you know, I was, you know, I love being active in it. You know, we weren't near the amount of projects and people that we are today. And that was kind of like a still a very COVID summer, right? Like where we're at right now, you know, how is that going to work with people, you know, you know, the utility that we're providing, right? If we're telling people, you know, if we're launching an NFT project and we're telling them, you know, this is in our roadmap and we're delivering that in July and August, uh, you know, for those of us that are in, that's the summertime here in our, uh, in our part of the world, how many people are going to be on vacations? How many people are going to have to change their routines because their kids are home? Uh, how many people are, are probably not going to listen to this podcast because maybe they're going to be taking some days off and they're not going to be commuting into um, work. And maybe they're going to be like, well, I'm going to fall behind on the podcast. So how do I catch up? And so I think one of the things that we just have to kind of think about is, you know, where does the, where does the um, not only initial education come from, but where does some of the, like our ability to, to really recognize that terminology and the onboarding is at a place that makes the most sense. Now, crypto, you know, with crypto and exchanges, uh, I, don't, I can't remember the the numbers off the top of my head right now, but you know, we've we've seen a, a massive uptick on you know the percentage of households that are currently um, you know holding crypto or using crypto as an investment or have owned crypto at, at some point. Now, I would argue. A lot of those people couldn't tell you they they probably use Bitcoin and crypto interchangeably. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people in my world that do that. They're like, "Oh, you know, crypto? You mean like you mean that Bitcoin thing?" And we're like, "Well, Bitcoin's a type of crypto, right?" Like, and 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 most people kind of use that, um, you know, kind of a little little interchangeably. The other part of this is like, if our only communication methods right now are still Discord, we have to think about this major lift that is required for existing audiences, existing fans, right? Like if I, I think about, you know, one of my favorite bands, OAR of a revolution, um, you know, like they have uh, a very vibrant uh, community. They are very active on social media uh, using live video. Um, and I've, I, you know, I've been lucky enough to you know, work with their team a couple of times on uh, Instagram live during the, the pandemic. Uh, I'm a big fan uh, of OAR. I've seen them in concert, uh, you know, a couple dozen times. But for me, when I think about like that, like avid, you know, um, concert goer that is a, a fan of like kind of like, a, you know, the, the indie rock uh, type, you know, music and, you know, some of that, you know, like that audience for me, like they're not going to jump in on an NFT. Right. And, you know, I, I will give a shout out to um, Autograph, the Autograph.io platform. Um, you know, they there was the, the match. Uh, that happened the golf match that happened last night for those that paid attention it was um you know it was the you know Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers uh Patrick Mahomes uh you know uh dueling uh you know golf match and i i saw that autograph kicked out an, an email that you could actually redeem an nft that supports that um event now 
you know, what they do with that NFT, how that, that all works. So like, I, I think one of the things that, that we have to kind of look at in this space is that like, how can you integrate an NFT project into one of your already existing, um, you know, deliverables or products, right? So if, if you have an upcoming virtual event or in-person event, or, you know, maybe you're, you have a, you have a special concert that you're going, you know, an artist is going to be, you know, playing, that's going to raise money for farm aid or one of those. Maybe that's the great place where you can use it as kind of like an add on for an NFT. But if I was looking and saying, like, if, if a musician came to me today and said, hey, Brian, I'm not into Web3, you know, I'm not into this audience, but I have like, I have this many followers, I, you know, this many streams on, on, on StreamYard or on StreamYard, on, uh, on Spotify, like right now it's a hard ask to get people to, you know, to buy NFTs. I, 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 I we have to go back to my Shaquille O'Neal um, example, right? Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, you know, launched his very first NFT project, and he probably has more followers than any musician or any creator or any athlete that's that's listening to this podcast. But you know, like his project didn't sell out, right? Because you know, so many of his community didn't understand you know the different blockchains or or how to get their crypto there in time, or that Coinbase or Crypto.com puts a hold on their money. Um, they didn't also understand like what is they thought they could buy it on OpenSea, and they didn't understand like the marketplaces. And so it's, I mean, education of the masses is a big one, right? And we have to look for where does that education come from? And, you know, with things like cloud computing, um, that came from Apple. Uh, if we think of like 5G wireless technology, that came from the AT&Ts, the Verizons, Apple and Android. If we think about you know, some of the other, you know, big kind of like uh, entry points for, let's just say, you know, fantasy football or even online gambling, you know, it's like the sponsorship in the Super Bowl. It's the integration into the Olympics. And so, you know, like with the upcoming NF- NFL season, like I'm very curious if the NFL and if someone from the NFL is listening, I would be love to jump on a phone call and give you some ideas as a diehard NFL fan. I am a season ticket holder for the Steelers. Um, but you know, like how is the NFL going to use the, their, their NFTs? And if they are going to use them, are they going to use them in a way that is going to educate the average listener? Right. Cause I think NFL is a great opportunity because so many people play fantasy football along with the NFL, right? So we already live in a two screen world in the NFL and in the NFL space. So kind of integrating that into like a DraftKings or into uh, Yahoo or ESPN fantasy league, right? Like maybe for everyone, you know, maybe the trophies for the end of fantasy football league on ESPN.com or Yahoo.com um, ends up being NFTs. And maybe people can uh, pay for their fantasy football uh, leagues with, with crypto and right. And we're, and all of these strides are happening. I, I saw, you know, shout out to my favorite restaurant. Uh, I eat there probably two days a week. Uh, Chipotle. I'm a huge Chipotle fan and their new quesadillas are fire. Uh, and I'm not promoted and they don't, they've never sponsored. Uh, uh, they've sent me some free merch, but they've never done anything else that, but I, I noticed Chipotle was trending on Twitter today because they announced, um, that they will be, they could accept Bitcoin, um, to buy your, uh, Chipotle. Now, um, you know, that's crypto, right? Like what, what does this look like for, you know, NFT onboarding? And, and, and part of this is because, it's not just marketing to sell out your first 10,000, but how do we create enough supply, you know, enough demand that we can really leverage the supply of an NFT project in some creative ways? 
And, you know, I, I believe we, we, we need to look at, you know, different movements, even different, you know, um, holidays, right? Like with, with social media, one of the things that we all you know, know that, you know, for brands, they have like the, the holiday calendar and they know that they need to, like, I bet you a bunch of brands right now are working on their 4th of July, um, social media posts, right? What are they going to post on, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, what, what's their campaign? What's the hashtag that they're using, um, for these upcoming holidays, like the 4th of July here in the United States. And I say all of that because those are also things that like, what, what, what's going to be integrated into those experiences that will get people their very first wallet. Right. And I, and I actually think the wallet is the, is the, is that, that, that massive barrier. And then the second massive barrier is actually our communication with our audience. I've said it, I, I will keep saying it um, right now, requiring people to be active in discord to get the utility that they want for the project that they bought, they might've spent thousands of dollars on. And the only way that we're willing to give them announcements and give them updates with the project is via discord. I think we're a little naive and actually it's a, I think it's a very egotistical play because I mean, when in the history of digital media have we told people that the only place they can get um, updates for what they bought from us online is the one is a new app or somewhere that only we um, are playing, right? Like any, any product or service that you've bought online, you know, they have e- email, they have, uh, you know, they have SMS, uh, they probably have social media, they probably have a phone number um, for you to you know, be able to call, you can sign up for, um, you know, upcoming webinars and those type of things. And uh, here's a little tease. Uh, we're going to be dropping a, a virtual event series coming up uh, very soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. So you'll be able to share that with your audience, with your community. Um, if you want to, you know, rather than you having to onboard people into this space, uh, we're going to we're going to set up, uh, you know, a couple of virtual events so that you can just send people there. Uh, we can help, you know, uh, answer some of the questions, bring them into the space. But, oh, man, I just got scared by my, look at Siri just said, sorry that she can't hear what I said. But I think, you know, it, it's beautiful when we're in this little uh, fishbowl that we all feel like we're early and we're all helping each other out. But from the outside, it feels like it's still early for, for them. And they're like, you know what? It's still too early for my audience. It's still too early for my community. And I, I don't actually disagree. Now I believe the brands and the artists that are going to be willing to be the first ones to kind of push the limits will massively benefit, right? I, I mean, look at I mean, look at some of the musicians, you know, from Spotty Wi-Fi to Sammy Ariega uh, to Violetta to you know, there are some amazing musicians that um, you know, Timberland, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Justin Bieber. You know, a lot of them have, have kind of already jumped into the space. But what is going to get the that that middle tier, right? The the people that are are hoping to get that, you know, one hit wonder onto the, you know, the top 100 billboard charts or what about the athlete, right? The athlete that's either active right now or an athlete that's recently retired, right? How do, how do they uh, kind of connect the dots? And if I had to give um, one piece of advice for anyone that's out there right now and you, and maybe you feel it, maybe you're an agency, maybe you're working with others and right now they're like, you know, it just feels too early. Here's going to be the thing that I believe you need to work on. And you might think I'm going to say education, but that's actually not the case because I think sometimes if we educate too early, um, we actually often alienate people or we, we, 
leave them confused because there's nothing they can actually do. I mean, anyone that's done that, right? Like if someone gives me a new app to download and I download it and I go to sign in, like, oh, well, none of the data is there yet. Um, so, you know, check back in a couple of weeks. Guess what? I don't even remember that app is installed, right? So that's not the, the play I'm going. But I do believe that you really have to double down on having that centralized location as a creator, as a, um, you know, as an athlete that is your like primary hub for communication. And that could be, you know, your, you know, and as, as someone that doesn't, I hate email. So I want to, I was gonna say I, for someone that doesn't love email, but I hate email. So I'm not gonna mix words. Um, you know, you know, even like dialing in your email newsletter to make it more conversational and maybe even tease out that you're, you're looking into this NFT space. Like what I would, what I would start um, doing is letting people know that like, Hey, we, we have this on our radar. We're working out, you know, to what's the best time for us and really think about like, where is that central hub uh, of communication? And then you also, I would, I would say that part of that also is how do I start to, to integrate my brand into the NFT culture or my art, you know, as an artist integrate it into NFT culture or crypto culture or web three culture. So that when I do drop, it doesn't seem like it comes out of left field, kind of like Adidas or Pepsi where those things felt like they came out of left field. The answer is the same answer I've been given for a long time is that we need to empower people on our teams, uh, ourselves as artists. If you're a musician, you're an athlete, you need to be an active collector, not a, just a passive investor an active collector. I believe those that feel like it's too early to launch their own project, but they know that they eventually are going to want to launch their own should be jumping into Twitter spaces and, and, and making sure yourself known, right? You should be commenting on, on, on people's tweets. You should be thinking about right now, the primary locations are Twitter and discord, right? Like maybe you don't even want to launch a discord, but you should be active in existing like discords to understand what are people getting there? What's the value there? Because maybe you're going to launch them on Kajabi or you're going to launch them inside of your own, um, you know, uh, website, you know, as far as communication, it's important to understand a lot of these other nuances. And then the last thing I will say is, you know, whatever your plan is for launch, I would push it back a little and I would add more education than you already have planned. And it's education on the basics, education on the utility, education on expectations, education on security, education to not go over concern, right? Education on things like what are the plans for the mint and the, and the price point and the whitelist and how people get involved and how make sure they don't, they don't miss things. I, I, I know that it might feel like there's a lot of education going on right now. I mean, I know... Uh, you know, a bunch of good friends that are launching uh, podcasts um, into this space. I saw Crypto Chicks might be launching a podcast. Uh, my good friend Sean, uh, Sean Spicer, he's, uh, he's launching a, a Web3 podcast. I love seeing more people coming in this space that are, are educating and creating more content because we need more. And this is coming from someone that does a daily podcast. But we also have to recognize that this education also needs to be delivered where that audience is. And in many cases, it needs to be kind of white labeled and customized for your type of solution. And, you know, that's something that we're, you know, some of the projects that have hired us uh, to do like these, these master classes inside of, um, inside of discords, um, you know, 
what we're doing is we, you know, they hire us to do a, a masterclass where I'm going to, you know, talk about security one day. I'm going to talk about, you know, the basics of minting. I'll talk about what it's been like to, to mint an NFT and what, you know, their, their experience can be, you know, I'll compare, you know, other uh, NFT projects to kind of give some people that, um, that education. But I, I really do believe, you know, the content marketing play for NFT projects moving forward is going to have to be very dialed in to, to first, inspire people to understand what's happening second to educate people on how to get involved what's all the moving part and then lastly to motivate people on what is the value why do i need to install a wallet why do i need this musician's nft when i can just stream them on spotify why do i i already follow the athlete on instagram why do i need their nft um i already you know i'm already you know connected with this um you know Twitch live streamer or this YouTuber, uh, I already subscribed to their YouTube channel. What it, what is all the things that are involved that I'm going to need uh, to you know have an NFT and like what's the value proposition? And so that's where I would go with all of this. I I do think it feels kind of cool on the inside that we are all just getting started and we are all innovating and we're trying out new things and we're breaking things and we're, we're, we're minting goblin girls. And then there's, you know, then there's, uh, you know, other projects that pop up like the Kevin goblins and all, all kinds of, of these projects. And this is a fun time, but for, for a lot, and this isn't, I'm not even talking mass adoption. I'm talking creators that have existing audiences that I could give them. Like, I bet you, you know, I, I mean, this is the truthful, right? Like, if you threw out 10 existing creators, not multimillionaires or multimillion, you know, um, in, you know, influencers or celebrities, but you gave me a couple of musicians, a couple, you know, give me a couple different, you know, genres of creators. I could come up with three or four use cases per person on ways they could integrate NFTs into their business, into their workflow. But the truth is what needs to be in place for that to be successful. And a lot of that has to do with the, their audience education, their existing connection to their audience, and then how they convey the education as well as those, you know, that direct value of things like utility and, and roadmap and things that those of us that are, are, are all in on this space um, don't even think twice about. So that's my, my thoughts on that, you know, from a, a standpoint of, uh, you know, just where we can all go. You know, I love, you know, I love all the love that is shared in this NFT space. And, you know, June is my favorite month. One of the reasons it's my favorite month is it is Pride Month. I'm actually wearing, you know, we, we record every episode on, on YouTube as well, right? So I'm, I'm wearing a We Are All Human uh, t-shirt right now uh, on YouTube. And, you know, it being Pride Month, you know, love, it, love is love. And I, I do believe love, you know, always wins. And I, you know, we, we know there's bad apples. We know there are some people that aren't doing, you know, that are, um, you know, that are taking advantage of others. We, we, we saw the insider trading, uh, you know, uh, you know, really sanction that came down uh, on somebody on, you know, insider trading with NFTs. We know all of that exists. But like we heard in last episode uh, with Laura Rod, you know, there is something beautiful about we're all helping each other. We're all onboarding each other. We're all, you know, kind of welcoming new people into this space. But we have to recognize that the fact that we still have to do that scares off a lot of people. And we also have to recognize that we have to sometimes jump outside of our little bubble. 
We need to talk about NFTs and not just post the photos on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and our email newsletter, but actually bring the content, the conversation, and that aha moment. Imagine if we could give people the opportunity to experience the NFT aha moment without them having to be on Twitter or Discord or have a wallet. What if we were able to walk them through that where they're already at? I bet you we would make massive strides in helping to you know bring new people, new blood, and really you know make this you know entire environment locked and loaded for those that are in the space. So if you are listening and you're in that environment, you know be an active collector. Don't just be a passive investor. That means you're going to have to be involved in something. You'll pick your one or two discords for your favorite projects and be active in there, right? Um, turn on notifications on Twitter for some of the Twitter spaces that are involved. Um, you'll start to really be active so that when you are bringing things to life, you know, Hey, you can even leverage some of those projects followings and such. So with all that being said, uh, this is all, all of course top of mind for me as well, because I'm super excited to launch our project and our project, you know, it's really not even a project. It's, it's our, it's the brand. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what I like to think of is it's, it's my next chapter. And this chapter is going to be bigger and better and web three powered across the board. And it's going to include, you know, all kinds of different um, things that I'm super excited to bring to light. And, you know, we're doing a lot of testing on our side, but I also recognize that, you know, I'm going to, I'm very committed you know, that, you know, yes, you can trust me because I've been showing up to do this podcast every day, but I also want to be able to onboard, to educate so that you can, you can even, you know, go ask your friends, your family, your spouse, and tell them to mint our project because we are going to make it, we are going to simplify things. We are going to translate the geek speak. We are going to onboard people. We are going to have videos on uh, MetaMask and, and we're not just going to link to you know, old videos that, you know, others have already created. We're really going to really try to, to dial that in. So that's part of my commitment to all of those that are, you know, in the audience that are eagerly awaiting, you know, our upcoming project. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Bye.